I don't know if you've heard about this, but music's going to happen again. We are going to eventually be able to see concerts again. Great news from Massey Hall this week that they'd be reopening uh, with a three-night stand with Gordon Lightfoot, who closed Massey Hall before the renovation. He'll be reopening in November. The TSO say they plan to get going with live concerts in November. The world is reopening. And according to the New York Times, there may not have been anything as real or beautiful on Broadway as Springsteen on Broadway. Springsteen on Broadway is, it's, it's like a one man show with none other than the boss. And he weaves you through the music that you've come to know and love as a Gen Xer and beyond. He weaves you through the story of how those songs were cr- created and who influenced them. But it, he does it in an incredible way. Here's a little bit uh, from the trailer because they actually shot it and it's now on Netflix. I was a young man and looking for a voice to tell my stories while I chose my father's voice. My father was my hero and my greatest foe. I was open to pain and crossed by the rain and I walked on a crooked crush. Mom was a different story altogether. Kindness, optimism, civility. She made me understand for the first time how good it feels. Feel pride in somebody that you love. Now, I don't know if it's just because I'm a Gen Xer or a music lover, but I've got the chicken skin right now. I don't know if you can relate. I just, I mean, it it sounds like a beautiful moment on Broadway, and it sounds like a relatable moment. Sounds like something I really want to see, and I'd like to see it live. But get this, I can't go. Not just because the borders aren't open, but when the borders do reopen, I had a first shot of AstraZeneca. And Canadians who receive the AstraZeneca vaccine will not be allowed to see Springsteen on Broadway when the border reopens. This is the official word. And this all stems from the fact that there hasn't been a uniform approach between the two countries when it comes to vaccines. See, the FDA didn't approve the AstraZeneca vaccine. So I'm stuck with Netflix until we figure this thing out. Dr. Kerry Bowman joins the show right now. He is a bioethicist, and he's been on the program before. Kerry, welcome back. Happy to be here. I don't know if you're a fan of The Boss, but to me, I'm upset by this. It seems like this is vaccine prejudice, is it? It is. It it clearly is. And look, this is everything we said about vaccine passports. And, you know, this essentially is a kind of a vaccine passport. It's divisive. It pushes people out. It doesn't pull them together. And why is this happening? The U.S. didn't approve it. That's clear. Mostly, you know, my take on that is because the U.S. is just so flush with the vaccines. They didn't need to deal with AstraZeneca and its challenges. And, you know, it's very divisive. And I wonder if they've really thought this through. Yes, there's Canadians, but I I don't think a lot of Americans are going to lose sleep over, you know, how many Canadians can't go to a concert. But when you look to Europe, it's a lot of people. And look, I'm AstraZeneca too, but I must say I have nothing against Bruce Springsteen, but it's not the, it, it wouldn't be for me that show, but that's not the point. I won't um, hold it against you, Carrie. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's very divisive. And, you know, this is, is the problem where we don't have a global strategy and we don't have any real sense of, you know, how we're going to work things out as they begin to reopen. And my mm-hmm. guess is it's not the in- atten- intention of people creating a Broadway show to create something tense and divisive, but it is. And look, there may be bigger implications. I, you know, I personally work globally and um, I'm AstraZeneca fully. 
And um, there's countries now that I may not be allowed into. Um, really? So, you know, because we've never sorted these things out properly uh, on any scale. Right. And, you know, with the U.S. just in mind, before we get global here, um, th- this Bruce Springsteen uh, Broadway show, it's just the tip of the iceberg, right? Because it yes. can set precedent. And and so what does this mean if you're an AstraZeneca person like me, a first doser, who plans to get the mRNA as a second dose? I mean, are we possibly going to see a third booster for those of us who want to travel in the future to the States to prove that we're fully vaccinated with an FDA approved vaccine if we get the Pfizer or Moderna yeah. as a second dose? Well, that's just it. Now, in your situation, that that could be a third. In my situation, that could be a fourth. Personally, I'm not willing to start over with with a whole new set of vaccines. I mean, you don't have good research on that. And, you know, for me, it wouldn't be a Bruce Springsteen concert. It would be to just to pursue my own employment uh, internationally. So, boy, have we not thought this through. And look, the heart of it is there's nothing wrong with AstraZeneca. Look at the data. Look at the trials. We're back to this. And the vaccine story is evolving, you know, and if we look at it again globally, and I'll, I'll talk more about the U.S. in just a moment, but globally, what about the Russian Sputnik? It does work. It may not have the numbers we love or, or the, or the Sinovac, you know, the, the, the Sinovac's the Chinese one. We have got to have some international standards, and we've got to be very careful about this kind of vaccine passport thing creeping in. Mm-hmm. I, I'm glad a lot of people are talking about the Bruce Springsteen thing, because I think that, and apparently some of the Americans are as well, because this is one of the first indicators of how difficult this kind of this kind of exclusion can be and how scientifically unsound it is. We're speaking with bioethicist Carrie Bowman. Um, Carrie, I think what we're looking at to me seems like a situation of have and have nots. And that's always been the case of the pandemic. This is just a new scenario when it comes to the have and have nots. Yeah, it really is. It really is a new scenario. This is exactly the kinds of divisions. And look, within one family or one traveling group in in the summer ahead, you know, people often travel in small groups. You know, this is assuming we're allowed to. There's going to be people in that group or maybe in that family that are AstraZeneca and not AstraZeneca. Um, And by the way, my understanding is if one of your shots is AstraZeneca, you're not getting in. Um, So, so much for that. Right. Um, But we'll see. Um, it, it, it's very divisive. I really wonder if they've thought this through. I, I can understand, you know, if, if they've got vaccines that really have not been properly assessed and vetted. I can understand that. But making such an exclusive American list is, I, and, you know, what are we going to do in Canada? Are we going to follow suit with these types of things? Yes, well, can seen. I ask you this? Because this, this, I don't know if this is opening a whole can of worms. It doesn't need to be opened. But couldn't this be the Americans just trying to, you know, uh, put a thumb in our eye because we have criticized the fact that they were not taking this as seriously as they should have based on Donald Trump's messaging from the beginning? And they still have a lot of vaccine hesitance. Yeah, they do. They have a lot of vaccine hesitance. I guess it could be, but there's been a lot of transitions in the United States. And I, I don't think under the Biden administration, they'd be thinking that. And we are talking about New York, which is not likely to be the epicenter of that kind of thinking. So so we'll see. I don't think the I, I don't mean to sound nasty, but I don't think the Americans think about Canadians very much at all in any situation. I think we're the bottom of the list any kind of you know international thought where yeah. we're, we're an afterthought actually i know that sounds awful but i i thought that be true um so I, I i kind of doubt it and i hope but it's divisive and imagine when the bricks right. start arriving in huge numbers to do broadway what are they supposed to do 
Let me ask you this. So uh, uh, we know that guests will have to provide proof of vaccination from their health care provider on a smartphone or with a physical copy. Uh, this is coming. It, 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 there's no way around these vaccine passports. Manitoba is issuing vaccine passports to its population. Calgary, I was reading there's a, an IT guy who's taken it upon himself to create an app for Albertans. I don't know if it'll be for all Canadians. But at this point in the pandemic and vax strategy, shouldn't we already have an official plan on vaccine passports nationally? Yes, yes, and yes. Uh, I don't know about you. I've got a crumpled up piece of paper. Oh. That's it. I do not even have an email. I don't have a PDF. I have nothing but a piece of paper that could so easily be replicated. Um, and when I made inquiries about it, they said, wait and see, wait and see. Um, so, you know, who knows? We're, we're well behind. I, you know, it's not almost July yet, but mm-hmm. what, what, two and a half, three weeks or something, we're in, or two weeks, we're into July. And we've got no plan at all. That is a scary situation. Mine, you can hardly read. I mean, the printer was running out of ink at the pharmacy where I got my first. I'm, I kid you not. And I was actually chased down the aisle because I almost forgot the piece of paper. So what would I have done then? We really have to wrap our heads around this. I, I wonder if the strategy shouldn't have been when we were working globally on vaccine development, that we should have had people developing a global vaccine passport at the same time. So there's, uh, you know, continuity across the planet. Absolutely. And look, I, and I've said this before, and probably on this show, I'm not a fan of vaccine passports, but I do think internationally, there's no alternative. And, and you know, there's lots of ethical, I see no alternative to it. But to, to do it by halves, and to just have no strategy at all, and then all this potential chaos that's emerging. Um, and as I said, I and many other people, we may not be Europe is different. But but you know, for people that are traveling around the world, there's going to be countries where you're denied entry, because they're not going to uh, you know, like the kind of vaccine that you have potentially. Yeah, that's problematic for people that like to travel, people that like to see concerts, people that possibly, I, you know, we don't know. Is it going to be a situation where y- y- you might not be able to eat out or eat in? Carrie, yeah, Bowman, I, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time. I'm sorry I got to uh, cut it you, short. No, that's okay. No problem. Best wishes. Take care. Cheers. It's Carrie Bowman, bioethicist at the University of Toronto.